chapter 7, verse number 2. I read this to you last week as I closed, and I want to begin here today. It says, The Lord said to Gideon, He said, You have too many warriors with you, and if I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. And therefore tell the people, Whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain. And so 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 that were willing to fight. You know, as we've been talking about discipleship, we've come to this conclusion that God has called us for more than church membership, okay? God has called us for more than just coming to church. God has called us, as difficult as it might be for us, God has called us for more than to argue about religion, okay? Because it's easy to get wrapped up sometimes in all of these arguments. Last week I told you that uh, there comes a time when every one of us get to that point that we just got to get up. And the reason we have to get up is because there's stuff that needs to get done and because we're mature adults that we, are, we realize we're the ones that's got to get up. And it works that way with ministry too. You say, well, Pastor Bob, I'd really like to be involved in ministry. I don't know what, it, what I need to do. It's really simple. See a need and fill it. I talked to you about that fact last week. And then here's where I concluded last week. And I want to pick right up here because I've got some more stuff to say about it. That we have got to release complete control to God. Because Christ has called us to be not just church attendees, but God has called us, Christ has called us, Christ has set us apart to be disciples. In fact, Jesus told the disciples in Matthew chapter 16, verse 20, 24, he said this, If any of you wants to follow me, or if you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. So, Taking take up our cross is about action. It's about doing God's will. It's about releasing control to Jesus Christ. It's about doing God's will and being fishers of men. I said this a couple weeks ago. I want to say this again, okay, today. I want you to be clear about this. We don't earn our salvation. You're not going to earn your salvation by taking up your cross, okay? We're saved. It's a free gift of God. We're saved by grace, okay? And so salvation won't cost you anything, but the anointing of God will cost you everything. And uh, so what, what, you know, God has given us this, this point, and, and we're still uh, at a limited capacity in this particular location that we're in, but God has really put upon my heart in the last month or so that when we're in this place, that we're raising up leaders, okay? And we're raising up disciples. God has given us this opportunity. And so I'm not just talking, I'm not, I'm not simply talking to you about salvation. I, this is a step further. This is becoming a true disciple of Jesus Christ and realizing that I've got a gift, I've got a talent, I've got an ability that God wants me to use for his glory. And so the first thing we're talking about today, and we talked about this a little bit last week, is releasing control to the Lord. You see, by nature, we want to have all of the control. We want to do our own thing. We want all the blessings of God in our life, 
and still have all the control. We want all the good stuff that comes from being a child of God and, and, and uh, you know, just, just God to just pour upon his favor upon us. And we don't really want to make that commitment in being a disciple of Jesus Christ. And today, the, there's, this, there's this false idea that we have, you know, Christianity with no strings attached and we just do whatever we want and we just slide in and we just listen to the music and we enjoy the music and if we got a coffee bar, we enjoy the coffee bar and we enjoy everything and all the trappings that come, home, come with it and then we leave and we go out the door and we live our life the same old way we've always lived it, Okay. That's going to lead, lead to total frustration in your life. You know why? Because there's something on the inside of you that's telling you this, and it's the Holy Spirit telling you this. You were called for more than this. You were created for more than this. And God wants to work in our, in our life today. You see, so many times we want just enough religion to ease our con- conscience and yet continue to live in our lifestyle and habits regardless of what God's word says. You see, partial commitment will lead to breakdown. Partial commitment. You say, well, how does that relate to my uh, spiritual condition? I want you to think about this. Partial commitment in your job will lead to what? Firing. Okay? Termination. You will be terminated. Okay? With a partial commitment. If your boss comes up to you tomorrow and says, I'd like for you to do, to do such and such, and you say, I really don't feel like that. I'm not, I'm not feeling that today, okay? I just want to kick back in my cubicle, and I just really take a nap. How about that, okay? And I might get up about after lunch, and I might do something. Partial commitment in our job or career will lead to termination. What's the result of partial commitment in a marriage? Separation, divorce, okay? Partial commitment in marriage will lead to the breakdown of the marriage. Partial commitment will always lead to breakdown, okay? Partial commitment in our Christianity will lead to breakdown, okay? You say, well, I, I, didn't, I, just, you know, I just like hanging out with Christians. I just like talking about godly things. I just like talking about spiritual things. But the devil is trying to set you up with your partial commitment for a breakdown. And then he's going to throw all kinds of junk on you today. God told Gideon, he said, listen, Gideon, you've got 32,000 men. He said, your army looks really good, but Gideon, I want to reduce the size of your army because you have got too many warriors and just let the people that are afraid go home, tell everyone that is fearful to leave and they can go back to their family. And those, those reductions seem very logical, Okay. Because you don't want to, no one wants to go on the battlefield with cowards, okay? We want to know that there's warriors with us, and the warriors are going to fight with us. And so that seemed very reasonable. So 22,000 warriors packed their stuff, and they went home. Gideon's army now numbered 10,000 men, okay? And I want you to think about this, this army of 10,000 men, okay? They were the fiercest warriors, they were the mightiest warriors. Santiago, they were the bravest warriors. They were the guys that said, hey, we are ready to fight. We are ready to throw it down. It's kind of, I'm thinking about, you know, uh, Mel Gibson in Braveheart when he painted himself blue, you know, and he went out there. <laughs> a 
led the charge. You know, it's an old movie. I know some of you guys are so young. It was like, you're like babies when it came out. I know that. But you can still watch it on Netflix. I understand that, okay? But it's like, Tim, we're ready to go. God, we are ready to go. God, we are ready to fight for you. We are willing. We are ready to fight. Gideon looked at his 10,000 fierce, mighty warriors, and he said, God, we can win that battle for you. Okay, and that was a problem. Because a lot of times we think that we're doing God a favor. Okay, a lot of times we look at our, our talents and our ability and say, look, God, God, look what I'm doing for you. It's so wonderful. I am so gifted. I am so talented. God, I am winning the battle for you. Judges chapter 7 and verse 4. But the Lord told Gideon, there are still too many. Bring them down to the spring and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. Gideon told God, or God told Gideon, he said, listen, I want to tweak your army one more time because there's still too many warriors. And if you go into the battle with 10,000 mighty and fierce warriors, they're going to take all the credit for themselves. In fact, they're going to tell their children, they're going to tell their grandchildren that they won the battle and that they won the victory. And God told Gideon this. He said, I'm going to reduce, I'm going to tweak I'm going to tweak your army one last time, and you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you didn't win the victory. I won the victory, and I did it. See, a lot of Christians want to give God a little bit of control. You know why? It makes us feel good. I get, I'm giving God a little control, okay? A little control. I gave a dollar in the offering last week. I, God, it's a little control, okay? I volunteered to work in the nursery Okay, one Sunday last year, <laughs> it was a little control, okay? I, I volunteered to hang out and, and help them tear the equipment down one Sunday, and it was a little control, and it made us really feel good. We got that sappy feeling. It was a good feeling, but we want to hold on to most of it. When we give God a little control, it really means God has no control, when we're content to give God a little control, we're, we're, we're happy when we got the 10,000 warriors that's leading the charge with us. We say, God, I'm feeling good about this. I'm feeling positive about this. But you got to remember this. God doesn't need us, but God chooses to work through us. Okay? Hey, I want you to think about this. Okay? We get to serve God. We get to help other people. We get to bless other people. Okay, we get to use our skills, our gifts, and our talents for the glory of God. We don't have to, we get to. And God takes our little bet and he, he stirs it up and he uses us in a great way. Okay, you see uh, so many times that God is trying to do something great in your life. And God told Gideon, I want to further reduce your army. One more time, I, wanna, I just want to take it down a little bit more. Here, here's the deal with being a leader, okay? Leaders don't want to lose warriors, okay? Uh, we don't want to give up any of our warriors. Some, probably probably one, of the, one of the most uh, devastating things in our entire ministry is people that leave the church, okay? And someone said, don't take it personal. It's hard not to take it personal, <laughs> You know, and people go, we, we just feel like we want to go somewhere else. That really hurts. 
Because leaders don't want to lose warriors. They don't want anyone to go. Leaders want, don't want to lose the gifted and the talented people. Because, and this is the point that we struggle with as, as leaders. But there is a reason. There is a reason many times. There is a reason sometimes when God allows warriors to leave. You know why? Because he's trying to do something greater. He says, yes, they're, they're wonderful warriors. They're wonderful Christians. They love God with all their heart. But I am getting ready to do something that you would never even imagine before. I'm getting ready to raise up someone that is in your church right now that you can't even imagine that God would use them. Okay? Yesterday, I had the privilege of Sister Brenda DeClue was here a few weeks ago, about a month ago, and she passed away last Monday, and I, I was able to perform her, her memorial service yesterday, and just reliving her life, and, and talking about how instrumental that they were in our life, and, and what they had done, and just that she had gone on to, to her reward with the Lord, you know, and there's a lot of people kind of going back to my, you know, childhood, and, and going back to being a a teenager and being first called into the ministry. There's a lot of people that looked at Bob Kelly and said, Bob Kelly will literally never amount to anything. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a little baby. He's just a little kid. That guy will never do anything, okay? And, and yet there are some of you today and other people maybe have overlooked you and, they, and the devil has, has beat you down, and the devil said, listen, God can never do something great in your life. God can never win a great victory in your life. I, I've told you in this whole series, Gideon was a former pagan worshiper, but God saw something great on the inside of him. And I don't care what your past history said. I don't care what you've done in the past, that God can do something glorious in the future in your life if we will just release control unto God. God wants to do things that, that others would, would say are uh, impossible. But so many times in this human nature, in this, in this human nature, we just don't want to release control to God. As leaders, we want everyone to stay and help us fight the battle. But here's what God was doing. God was placing the emphasis on himself rather than the mighty warriors. And Judges chapter 7, you can read this. It says the Midianites... The army was so large, they looked like a swarm of locusts. Human nature, here's what human nature wants. Human nature wants a ministry, okay? And, and once again, don't, go, don't get caught up on this terminology, ministry, okay? Because a lot of you are sitting there thinking about ministry, and you're thinking about standing behind this pulpit, okay? Or you're thinking about going to Africa and becoming a missionary for the next 10 years. Don't, don't get confused. Ministry wants to get, it's seeing a need and filling it, Okay? But sometimes when we, when we look at this ministry thing, we get, we get to thinking about this ministry thing, and we say, God, it's just, I, I, I just, God, give me a small assignment. And we want an assignment in ministry that is so small, that is so manageable, that we can do it all by ourselves. I remember when we first came to Columbia, Missouri, to plan a brand new church. Debbie and I started, got in our car, we started driving around town, and we thought, we could just maybe, you know, co-sign for a building, little building project, and we could just uh, make something happen. Nick, we could just make something happen, and just boom, in no time, we could just throw a little building up, and boom, we just have in church, and just people just starts coming in, and just explodes, and just, you know, because we thought we could do it, and we could manage it, and, and we get this idea, a lot of times we get this idea about ministry, we get this 
thought in our head, here's how it's going to happen. You know, I had so many people that told me when we came to plant a church in Columbia, well, listen, Bob, when you go, we're, gonna, we're there with you. We're going to be behind you. They never came to church one time. <laughs> they never showed up one time. Said, what did you do? Did you quit? Did you give up? No, we kept getting out. We kept being faithful. We kept serving God. We kept listening to God. We kept releasing control of God. But God won't give you an... God, listen, God often doesn't give us manageable assignments. Because if every assignment was a manageable assignment, we'd just say, well, we just did that. Look, we give God a little bit of glory, Ernest. And then we'd say, well, look what I did. <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. Man, we did something. We get this pride, this arrogance on the inside of us. But God was placing the emphasis on himself rather than on the mighty soldiers. And God calls us to do things that we must completely rely upon him to bring it to pass. And you say, there's some of you that's sitting there today and if you were asked to teach a Sunday school class or teach in a small group, let me, let me put it like that because we don't kind of really use the terminology Sunday school class anymore. But if you were asked to lead a, a small group, you go, I couldn't do that. That's impossible. I wouldn't have any idea how to prepare a lesson. I wouldn't have any idea. I would be so afraid to stand in front of the people. I there'd just be so much fear in my life and so much fear in my heart. I could never do that. But listen, if God has called you to do it, God, the Holy Spirit will empower you. God will work in you. God will help you to study for that lesson or study for that small group meeting. And so often God calls us to do things and we've got to totally rely upon him. And I want to encourage you that whatever you're doing, whatever type of ministry, whatever type of gift, whatever type of calling that you're, that you're lending to God or giving to God, that you totally rely upon God. And he's going to work for you and he's going to help you. Point number two is this, and it's kind of like point number one. We've got to release full control to God. It's the key to breakthrough. It's releasing everything. Ernest was talking about it a while ago. God owns it all. Every, we're just the managers of it. And human nature wants to hold tightly to every single resource. Human nature wants to put all of our hope in what we can see and what we can hold in our hands, in what we can put our trust in. Human nature says, listen, trust in the 10,000. Trust in all the mighty warriors. Trust in their uh, fierceness. Tr trust in their bravery. We want to hold on to everything. We, we want to trust in great financial resources. And as long as, we've, as long as the bank account says we've got $1,000 in the bank, glory to God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to, hallelujah. Let's go to church today. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. It's going to be a wonderful day. Hey, I'm, I'm feeling really spiritual. I just got a promotion. Whoa. Let's go, to <laughs> Let's go to church this Sunday. We ain't been there in six months, but thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know. <laughs> you say it's a little ri ridiculous, but it's going to help you remember the point. Okay? So that's why we got to get a little ridiculous sometimes. Okay? We got to release full control. It's the key to our breakthrough. It's not holding on to everything. Human nature doesn't want to give. Human nature doesn't want to bless. But, but, but your breakthrough's coming when we release it all to God and say, God, it's all yours. And here's what Gideon did. He humbled himself before the Lord. 
He humbled himself to God's total plan. He humbled himself to God's total will and God's total instruction. My breakthrough in my life, okay, now I've been, I've been involved in ministry in some capacity since I was probably 14 years old, and my first opportunity in the ministry was cleaning the toilets at the church. <laughs> and my mom said, Bobby, we're going to go clean the church, and here's a toilet brush. I want you to scrub the toilet, and that was my breakthrough moment in the ministry, okay? That was, that was it. And then I had another breakthrough moment in the ministry. My mom said, Bobby, the grass at the church is knee high and we have a lawnmower and son, I know you can do it and I'm taking you to the church. And my, I had another breakthrough moment. It was pushing the lawnmower around the church, okay? Our breakthrough moments sometimes are so small. They're, they're so insignificant. But it's when we say, yes, I'm going to release, I'm releasing my gift, I'm releasing my talent, and if it's picking up a brush and scrubbing a toilet, or it's pushing that lawnmower, whatever it is, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it all for the glory of God. Here's what Gideon did. He humbled himself before God. He released all of the control to God. He turned his army over to the Lord. He He realized that the army was no longer his army but the army was the Lord's. And Gideon said, listen, God, you said I got too many warriors. You can do anything with this army you want. Whatever, God, you're the commander. Whatever you want to do with my army is fine with me or with your army. (laughs) Sorry, God, I I slipped up there for a minute. (laughs) I'm, I'm releasing it to you. You see, Gideon knew that God was his only source. In Judges 7, 7, the Lord told Gideon, he reduced that army to 300 men. And in the process, in the process, he taught Gideon that victory was going to come from him, from God alone. And in the process, Gideon learned that the victory was in the unseen power and in the unseen hand of God. And you and I have got to learn that. Our victory comes from the unseen power and the unseen hand of God. You say, I've got, I've got some needs that are absolutely impossible. I've got some things going on in my life, and there's no way I'm going to get an answer. There's no way that I'm going to get the solution. There's no way I'm going to get a breakthrough. i got one thing to say, say to you about it. Have you talked to God about it? Have you released it to God? Are you still trying to hold on to stuff? Are you still trying to hold on to some, some things that you need to let go of and say, God, I'm releasing full control to you, and I'm trusting in you, I'm believing in you, God, that you are going to bring the victory, and my victory is not in myself, not my victory is not in my own resources, not my, my victory is not in my own talent or my own gift, but God, my victory is in you. We've got to get to that point. And once again, this isn't about buying your salvation. Okay, this is about being disciples, okay? And God wants to take us, and this is what this whole series is about, is God's building us up to not just be church members that show up on a Sunday morning every once in a while. Or God has not just called us to be church, more, church members that show up every single Sunday, but God is calling us and equipping us for more. Because will you agree with me that this world is in a mess? Will you agree? And, and this has nothing to do with politics. That sin is running rampant in our world today. And you say, well, I'm pretty scared about it. I don't know what we're going to do about it. (laughs) Well, hey, here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn the battle over to the Lord. 
And we're going to say, God, you know what you're doing. And God, we're trusting in you. And we're going to be your hands. And we're going to be your feet. And we're going to be your voice. And God, we're not just going to be Sunday morning Christians. But God, we're going to be, you know, 24-7, 365 days a year, the extra day on leap year. And God, we're in it completely. We're releasing all control to you, dear God. Gideon got to the point. He knew that God was the only source of his victory. 7-7, the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you the victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. You see, this is a lesson every Christian's got to learn. Ernest said it a moment ago. It's confirmation for this message. He said it a while ago. Whatever we have belongs to God. Anything that's in your hand belongs to God. You say, well, I've worked really hard for it. Everything in our hands belongs to God. Everything that we've done belongs to God. Everything that we've accomplished belongs to God. Everything that we've attained, it all belongs to God. Our ministry, our talents, our gifts belong to God. Our health, our strength belong to the Lord. Okay? Last week, I might have told you last week, I took a fall on the ice like you would not believe. I was walking... I walking down my sidewalk and, and uh, walking down these stairs and went down by my garage and, and I slipped and I'd walked in there two or three times. I'm, this is going to be a sermon someday. But I walked down those stairs a couple times and I didn't shovel that part. I should have. Should have got that junk out of the way. And I tell you what, I fell and I laid, I was laying on my back and I told Debbie, I said, babe, I was, as I was laying there, I didn't tell her that then I, I was laying there, I said, God, I broke my back. I have literally broke my back. And uh, I finally pulled myself up, and I thought, well, I didn't break my back, but I've severely injured it. And I told Debbie, as the days, a few days after that, and, you know, I told Debbie, I said, I can, now don't get me wrong here, okay? I said, I can understand with, a, with the excruciating pain that I'm in, Okay? And I'm not a person that likes pain medicine. I had a brain tumor. I had a brain surgery, okay? And they put me on Percocet. I took the stuff and threw it in a trash can. I said, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. I got friends that are addicted to it. And, uh, but I told Debbie, I said, with what the pain that I'm experiencing, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. And I fully understand how someone could become addicted to opioids, you know? And, and, I, so many times, I said all that to say this. We take the simplest things in life for granted. We take our health for granted, you know. But your health belongs to God. Your body belongs to God. And these old bodies, you're, some of you are going to find this out because you're so young right now, you don't, you're too young to even know it. <laughs> but these old bodies will eventually break down. These old bodies, I, I always thought I was Superman, I could do anything. I don't care. I could just, I could stand, I could work toe-to-toe with anyone. I could go, I'd climb any ladder. I could do this. I could climb, I could uh, bat, whatever case may be. But these old bodies are weak and frail. And, and you can't, don't rely on your own strength and your own health. We take all these things for granted. Everything that we have belongs to God. Our health belongs to God. We're, con- we're, we're consecrating ourselves to God. 
our relationships, our marriage, our children, our business, our career, every one of them belong to God. The next breath that you take belongs to God. Do you ever think about that? God lends you the next breath that you take because God is the maker and the owner of everything and break, your breakthrough is going to come when you turn everything over to God. That's where the breakthrough is coming. That's when the breakthrough came for Gideon. They've been in oppression under, for seven years. They've been in bondage for seven years. They've been starving to death for seven years. Their breakthrough happened when Gideon said, God, you can do anything you want with my army. You can do anything you want with my 10,000 warriors, and God reduced them down to 300 men. You see, God wants and deserves all the glory. We've got people nowadays, and they're so arrogant. We've got a whole group of people that's so arrogant, they would stick their finger in God's face and curse him. You can do that for a while. <laughs> but my Bible tells me that one of these days, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. One of these days. And so if we curse God, if we, if we laugh in his face, that's only temporary because every one of us are, will be sub, sub, subjective to God. God is the owner and the maker of all things. God wants and deserves all of the glory. Sometimes we talk about things. and we, People say, well, I, don't, I ain't going to do that. That's just, you know, that's just made up by man. I'm not going to do that. But yet the Bible says it. The Bible's very clear about it. We've got to be careful, okay? You've got to be careful about where you draw lines in the sand on your ideologies and find out what the Word of God says. And you say, well, I don't like that. I don't care. It's the Word of God. You've got to get this, okay? I might not. There's things I read in the Bible I don't like, okay? Every January, I start reading the, from Genesis 1, okay? And there's some of you guys that can't handle reading the Old Testament. I'm going to tell you that right now because there's some, there's some deep stuff in that Old Testament. And there's a lot of stuff that I like, that, that I read, and I don't, God, I can't, I can't hardly come to grips with this. But it's the word of God, okay? And we've got to understand, it's God's word. And remember this when you're reading the Old Testament, okay? They were living under the constant judgment of God. Since Jesus came, he died on the cross, he rose from the grave. Now we're living under grace. I got a lot of people that tell me, man, we ought to go back to that old judgment. No, we don't want to go, oh, take my word, friend, we don't want to go back to that. <laughs> Praise God, we're living under grace. Amen. We're living under the grace of God. We're living under the favor of God. We're living under the forgiveness of God. And I've talked to staunch Christians, and they say, we need to get back to that where God just poured judgment on everyone. Well, right now, Jesus is our Savior. There's going to be a time for that. Right now, God is very patient. God is very long-suffering. And I want you to remember this. When you look at the world and say there's so much war, there's so much sin, there's so much uh, uh, garbage in the world today, the Bible says this in Romans, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So in spite of it all, God loves people. God gave his son for a lost and a fallen world. I'm getting ready to close today. God wants and deserves all the glory. Let's stop saying, look what I have done. Let's stop saying, look what I have built. Let's stop saying, look what, you know, I have earned or, what I, or who I've saved or who I've healed because pride has destroyed many people and we can't take credit for anything 
Gideon allowed God to do whatever he chose with his army. He humbled himself before God's plans. And you and I, as I told you a few moments ago, we can't draw a single breath without the Lord. And humility will lift us up. Humility to God will exalt us. Humility will build our character up. Humility is this, it's releasing full control to God. God, it's, it's, it's yours. God, I'm, I'm your servant. God, I want to be a disciple. God, I want to be a fisher of men. God, I want to impact my world. I've, I've got so much more I want to share with you today, but I, I just don't have time right now. I've got some stuff I'm so excited to, to lay on you, but I just don't have time today. But I want to encourage you. you, you just releasing the control. And not just a little bit, Jennifer, but we're releasing complete control to God and say, God, I just don't want to be a Christian. I don't, God, I just don't want to simply barely make it into heaven. But Lord, I want to know that I'm doing your will and I'm impacting my world, not for myself, but for Jesus Christ. Because there's people today that's lost and dying in this world that we live in. There's people today that's looking for hope. You know what? There are people today think about was the American Legion. We had a, a, co a coven of witches that used to come out there and do all kinds of weird stuff in the nighttime out there. And you say, Pastor Bob, did that scare you? No. <laughs> no, it didn't scare me a bit. You know why? Because they were looking for a real relationship for Jesus Christ or with Jesus Christ, and they just didn't even know it. I even talked to them a few times. I say, man, that's, that's weird, dude. I can't believe you did that. No. They're looking for Jesus. They're looking for something that's real. And our world today is looking for something that's authentic. I, hey, our world today is looking for an authentic believer, an authentic child of God that has the love of God in, not, not heaping condemnation on people. And, and let, me, let me say this, okay? Anyone that wants to come to this church is, is free to come. It's free to worship here, okay? But I will tell you this, that I will preach the word of God. And when I preach the word of God, I'm not gonna come with an agenda but I will come with what the Holy Spirit lays on my heart, but every, every person is welcome to come and hear the gospel. And it's, it's God that deals with people. You got to remember that. It's, we're not going to win people by winning arguments. We're not going to win people to, the, to, 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 to Jesus Christ by hitting them over the head with Scripture. No, we're going to love people. We're going to be compassionate for people. We're going to be kind toward people. We're going to bless people. And God is going to use us. He's going to work through us today. He's going to do it. Humble, or, humble yourself before the Lord and say, Lord, if you can use anything, use me. Lord, I'm releasing not only control, not only a little control, but God, I'm releasing all of the control to you. And God, build me up. Build me up in the Holy Ghost. Build me up in your word. Build me up in my knowledge of you. As I read scripture and I begin to study scripture, build my faith up in you so I can be an instrument, not to, not to push people away, but that I can mirror Jesus and love on people, make, all, make a difference in my world for Christ. Let's pray today. Let's pray today. Dear God, we just thank you, Lord that you love us, you have saved us by your grace, by your mercy. 
And God, we're not saved by our works. We're not saved by giving anything to you because there's not one thing that we can add to you. Salvation, forgiveness, mercy, eternal life. It all comes from you. But I pray, God, that we'll realize that after we're saved, you've called us for so much more. Not just a partial commitment, because that partial commitment will only lead to frustration. It'll only lead to breakdown in our whole life. It'll lead to breakdown in our mental state. But God, we're giving it all to you. We're going to be seeking you with all of our heart. We're going to be praying, getting into your word, encouraging one another, modeling Jesus in everything that we do. Help us, I pray. Deal with us, I pray. Holy Spirit, deal with us. Other people have said we're never going to amount to anything. Other people have said they failed in the past. Other people have said their family is questionable. Their upbringing is questionable. But God, you see something special on the inside of us. And like Gideon, you are calling us to change our world for Christ. Help us. Use us. Bless us. Heal us in our heart, in our mind, in our body, in our soul. Teach us your ways. We're growing. We're learning. We're becoming more like Jesus every single day. And it's a process. And God, I know this, this message maybe has been a little bit difficult for some people to understand, but I pray, Holy Spirit, help us with our lack of understanding. Help us, God, to learn, to grow, to become in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hey, would you stay with me for a few minutes? Or for at least this song.